Blog Talk Radio. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. We're here. We delayed taking it away. We were waiting to see if it was actually going to move on its own. Yeah. And now we're talking very calmly, like we are hosting a show on NPR. Yes. <laughs> Ain't going to work for very long with us. No. 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 Probably not. So, okay. So here we are with uh, an actual live in person. We are physically across the way from each other, which hasn't happened for a while. Yeah, we are live and in person. And live and in person as you well. You may not be live and in person listening. That's true, too. I mean, hopefully you're alive. Yeah. But you're not in person. In person. And since this is the Day of the Dead, yeah. you don't know. Who knows? This could be a very full room. <laughs> Thinking about it, yeah, I just haven't seen any apparitions yet. Don't want to yet. No, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's again with our bantering. We are back and uh we are going on the schedule of Ask a Witch. So before yes. we start our pontificating, explaining <laughs> and perusing through our various questions and answers. Yeah. Okay. We will ask our favorite question of the night. What was your week like? Well, Elvira, it is Samhain week, so uh, you know last weekend was pretty busy, rituals and whatnot. And actually, my Samhain continues through this weekend. I have a Samhain ritual tomorrow and another ritual on Sunday, um, and then on Wednesday, the actual Halloween night. That's two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just the two, just only two uh, two nights ago. Yeah, we um, had a little gathering at the shop at Milk and Honey, and we. Uh, you know, initially I was like, let's do a ritual and have all this stuff and make it complicated. And because, because I tend to overextend myself a little bit, the closer and closer it got, I just kept thinking, gosh, I wish we could do something a little more simple and have like like a movie night or something. And I've been dreaming about doing witchy movie nights at the shop for a while. Uh-huh. This sort of gave me the drive to like do it. Uh-huh. And like I bought a projector and tried to figure out how to make it work with my speakers, which I never figured out. I kind of had that feeling when I was sitting there. I was bummed. But it still worked. And we watched Practical Magic and it was really fun. So I'm definitely going to continue with the monthly witch movie. Next month we'll probably do The Craft. Ooh, okay. And you have picked a night out or a... No, yeah, not yet. I got to do all that stuff. Uh-huh. I probably should do that right now before I send the newsletter out. <laughs> now that's a very wise behind on the newsletter. I'm a little behind. I'm. I guess I'm just really scattered. Well, it's been a very um, complicated yeah. m- week, let alone month. Yeah. Of October, it's it's not just you know it is the end of our year. So you know what we get is all of that build up to the end of the year for the 
the ritual and right. the transition, but in actuality, it's also all the other things that are part of ending a year in a spiritual way, not a a, a financial way or any of the right. things that you know December thirty first actually represents for the other worlds out there. Um, and I think that actually adds a little bit of, of complications and, and yeah. stresses and, you know, following through on stuff or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then last night, I had a really amazing and bizarre thing happen. So, so by, my birthday was many, many months ago. In fact, right. my half-birthday was a couple weeks ago. I always sort of acknowledge my half-birthday because mm-hmm. the more reasons to celebrate, the better in my, <laughs> in my world. But uh, the the actual date of my birthday was a little bit rough for my family this year. Things mm-hmm. were a little bit difficult. Money was tight. It was difficult. And I turned 40 this year, which is kind of a big one. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't – and I was – generously celebrated by many friends and loved ones but what my partner and I intended to do didn't quite work out because it, the money just wasn't there mm-hmm. that happens mm-hmm. it's life it's called being a grown up and it's dumb yeah but anyway so uh so things are better in the world in our lives i'm knocking on wood right now mm-hmm. hear that and it's real wood table too so anyway uh so last night my partner surprised my daughter and i and he took us out to a fancy dinner and didn't tell us where we were going or whatever. We just showed up at this place, and neither her nor I were prepared. We were both kind of bedraggled <laughs> and not as nice as I would have gone out to a restaurant like right. this. It was, you know, kind of a fancy-pants restaurant. But we had a lovely meal, and it was French food, and my daughter is really obsessed with France, so she's never been to a French restaurant before. Oh, wow. So it was lovely and fun, and there was a man sitting next to us who was there by himself, and he was obviously – um, a regular customer because mm-hmm. he was talking to all the wait staff and he was laughing at other people's conversations at different tables and we were chatting with him. And then my partner goes to pay the bill and the waiter leaves and then he comes back and he puts the card on the table and I'm thinking, uh-oh, your card <laughs> was declined. But he goes, uh, sir, your bill has been paid for by another customer. Oh, my God. And we're like, What? And he says, yes, our, 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 one of our regulars, this, this lovely woman over here, has paid your bill tonight. Oh, wow. And I was, I was like, what? Because my partner had told the restaurant it was my birthday. Uh-huh. So they sang to me, and they brought me out a free dessert Aww. and all this stuff. So this woman paid for my, our, our whole meal uh-huh. at an expense. It wasn't cheap. Right. At this fancy pants restaurant, she paid our bill. Oh, my goodness. I was, like, me and Gwen were both, like, our jaws hit the floor. We were gobsmacked. The whole ride home, he was, like, freaking out about it. So, of course, we went yeah. over and said thank you, and I gave her a hug. And mm-hmm. she was like, happy birthday. <laughs> thank you, because it's not really my birthday, so I'm having some guilt. But it is my birthday celebration. It's right. Very delayed. Right. But holy crap. It was like, you know, it was one of those moments. Leon said this, actually, on the way home. He's like, you know, when you're, when you're starting to doubt there's humanity left, and then something like that happened. Right. It was just, I felt so blown open and, and grateful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of been my week, actually. I'm going to babble on for another second. I apologize. At the shop on Wednesday night when we were doing the movie night, mm-hmm. I actually was brought to tears. Practical Magic, one of my favorite witchy yes. movies, is playing. There's like 20 people sitting there watching it, and there had been pe- more than that, people coming in and out and having drinks and celebrating. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just, I'm in a witch costume. I had my silly little witch hat, mm-hmm. my little witch outfit. And I'm thinking, holy crap. Like, I this is my life. How amazing is this? Mm-hmm. And I just had this moment of, like, deep satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So it's been a very, like, I feel super scattered. I'm not caught up on things. I owe people readings. Like, you know, I'm yeah. behind on life. But I'm feeling so overwhelmed and blessed and tender. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's so weird. So there you go. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, this is this is interesting. It's very uh, touching. Um, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm just, I'm still like, wow, that, you know, I've, I've, Picked up a bill or two randomly for someone across the years. I, mm-hmm. I when before um, 
automatic tolls were a thing, I mm-hmm. always paid the toll of the car behind me mm-hmm. when I went through a toll bridge. Mm-hmm. I've bought the coffee for the guy behind me in the drive through at Starbucks more than once. You know, like I've, d- but, but. Ten dollars is nothing compared to, to what this yeah. woman spent. I know, I know. Wow. Yeah. And you don't know what was her name? Did she say her name was Ruby? Ruby. Yes, she was a very sweet. Wow. And she was there by herself. She had a book. She had a bottle of champagne that she'd been drinking. She was there before we were there, and wow. she was still there when we left. Because a lot of times, you know, people like Jeannie Schultz, yeah, who lives in the area and does is basically very low keyed does go out into the public and it wouldn't surprise me that that would be something she might do yeah but you know you never know and i don't know you know what she looks like because i've never met her right so right yeah so yeah that's that sort of encapsulates the week it's like and i think that it's for me at least it's been perfect timing because i have been feeling really um Unimpressed with the fellow human race at the at the present moment. Well, and I agree with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and I I really agree. There has been a lot that has left. Yeah. Left us wanting. Yeah. Because it's such a a um, dark point of reference of human yeah beings and what they are truly capable of in their worst points. But now, yeah, well, my week was a little less inspirational in that way. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. No, no, one of us has to have an inspirational. One of us has to be, you know, in that space. That's what a team is like, you know. We we could both be going at the same pace, and sometimes we aren't. Right. Um, this week has been um, full of excursions into how I can overcome fear fear of survival and financially economic uh, issues that come up, not, you know, your standard credit card bill or your standard rent payment, but more uh, expansive uh, financial excursions in that and where I stand. And I think it's challenged me and it's... uh, put me in an interesting space where I've had to really, I can do what I can do. I can put the effort into what is necessary, do the research, do the things that are necessary for that. And then there's a point where I need to trust in the process. Yeah. Okay. So as I have seen humanity going down the toilet, um, (laughs) That's kind of a hard thing, you know, when you're, when you're, then it's right in your face, right? And because I do readings for people and because there is the need for, you know, to be in a space that can bring through information and help the people find ways out of their dark corners. Right. I'm sitting in my dark corner going, yo, yeah. you know, it's, it's needful for light and, and, so that's been, you know, I don't need to go into the particulars. It's just there have been things that have challenged me. Now, the nice things have happened is obviously doing the, the readings and being around uh, the Milk and Honey uh, Samhain gathering, and I really appreciated that. It was not the money. It was it was just the ability to participate in that way. But when I got to sit with Practical Magic, it was um, there was a bittersweetness about it because for me – there was someone very close to me, my life, that represented that feeling that more the ants than right. the kids. Right. Um, but there's a lot of things that have happened with that situation and with the the children. Yeah. That has been, it's like this is a movie and it's meant to come and go and bring you feelings of, you know, this energy. But in reality, you can't pattern your life on a movie. Damn it. <laughs> I know. Well, you can. No, no, you can up to a point, no, but I the outcome right. cannot be the outcome. No, exactly. In the movie, right? Life is not the movies. And I, I, 
I sat there because I was, you know, where I was is after I came out of the reading area. It's in the back, and, of course, everybody was seated. There's one seat that was really kind of nice. It was kind of in the alcove with right. books, and right. so I kind of hung out there, and, and I got teary, you know, when the different things happened, and, and I was just, you know, because this was and has always been the go-to movie for me for this time, just like yeah. White Christmas is sure. for Christmas. No, me too. You know, I mean... So to me, I was like, <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. It was also good when everyone laughed together. Right. Or um, you could go, oh, you could hear everyone sigh together. Yeah. It that was, was fun. That was awesome. I just sat there and I was like, it's not like being in a theater. No. It's like somewhat being in your home, but but not bigger. but bit better. Yeah. Because it's you know, people aren't walking to the bathroom and, you know, meaning <laughs> they're not getting up and going, Well, I wanna go get something more to drink, you know, and, and wandering around. Right. It was all encompassing and it was men and women, so it wasn't yeah. just, you know, women sitting there like a chick flick. Right. So it was really, really nice and it was it was nice to be in that environment. Yes. And um Normally I do something special on Samhain and, you know, have uh, a gathering with, you know, very special people, and it wasn't happening. And Mm -hmm. so it was really kind of um, sad, but this took the place, and it made me feel much better. And obviously through the rest of the last two days, it's, you know, what can I say, Day of the Dead, you know, the things that have happened, the endings, the beginnings, the... uh, And it's still Samhain tied for many people until the... The full moon of Scorpio, which hasn't happened yet, I don't think, or did that already happen? Or 15 degrees Scorpio, or whatever. There's so yeah. many different ways of astrologically tracking Samhain, so mm-hmm. we're still in it. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And um, I'm sitting with my house decorated, which was funny because after doing a fair, I didn't have the energy yeah. to, to decorate, and it was like, but I had to. So at one point, it was like three days after I just started in, and by, you know, the next night, everything was done, and I'm like, yeah. And so, to me, I'm like going, no, I don't want to take it down. I know there's Thanksgiving. I've still got, you know, things that will go up for that, and these will come down. But I'm like, no. Leave it up longer. you got time. Yeah, I may not do That's where I'm at. Well, I've decided that I have a skeleton dragon, and I have a skeleton wolf and a skeleton cat and I've decided now I'm keeping them out all year round and for Christmas they're going to get wreaths and garland around them awesome. you know I, I've decided that they're not going to go back into the boxes and be put into the shed yeah. for another year I just thought you know you know you guys you need to stay with me yeah right. you know, the bones of my ancestors <laughs> are also animals yeah I keep an ancestor altar up all the time. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? So with that, we have... We have... Ask a Witch. Dun-dun! I keep... Every time we do an Ask a Witch show, I say, I'm going to make up a little song, a little sound bite for our Ask a Witch segment. <laughs> and then I don't, because I'm actually not that savvy. I would need probably, probably we, Alan's help to... Yeah, we'd have to get, get poor Alan to, to do that, and that would be conjoling. And someday I'll be like... Ask a witch, and then it'll be thunder and lightning and a cackle. And it'll be epic. <laughs> epic. But epic. in the meantime, it's just us going, hey, you guys, it's our time. Ask a witch. <laughs> if I say gag me with a spoon, shut the door. <laughs> so I would like to just mention, <laughs> because we do these segments about every other month, every two or month or so, uh, you can always go to our website, which is uh, witchpriestesscauldron.com and leave a question, just know if you're leaving a question you want a reading on, it's going to take some time. It might not right. be, and, and it might not make it at all. We do get more questions than we can answer, um, and we do get some rando, weird questions that don't make it on at all because I can't tell if they're real honest seekers or if there's someone messing with me, but there's been a few weird things and you won't hear those today if you want to know what i'm talking about <laughs> come and visit me at milk and honey she will be happy to talk to you i'll tell you all about the weird effing questions <laughs> we get <laughs> and i understand i mean come on come on we i can't believe that any podcast or radio show out there yeah. that has this subject matter right doesn't get 
this kind no, of absolutely. press coming at them. It's just yeah. There's one, and you know who you are, person. When I say this, there is one person who sends us an email regularly with the same question. It is not. It's not possible. What you are asking for, sir, is not possible. Period. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yes, and occasionally we get someone seeking um, a priestess to be their dominatrix. As of this point in my life, I have not taken on the role of professional dominatrix. I don't know if Elvira has a No, no, no. I so don't your bark has the wrong tree. Neither of us are available for that type of work. But there are definitely lovely ladies out there who would be happy to serve that role for you. Mm-hmm. Keep searching. Mm-hmm. We can help you with that one. Mm-hmm. See? We're handling gen- um, genres right now. <laughs> the dominatrix genre. Right. You know. I mean, maybe in the, down the road, but at this point in my life, I haven't made it there yet. No. Anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's, let's go. Our, our first real question is from Susan, and it was, I was drinking peppermint tea a moment ago, and when I looked down at my cup to take a sip, I saw a room with desks sit, sitting along a wall made of windows. I am unsure as what this can mean. Can you please help me figure it out? Right. Okay. So being that as it is, obviously teas and brews and even um, is, are used, but the tea leaves are the water is mostly used. Yeah. But you can scry into a liquid um, container of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. So. And what I find interesting about this question mm-hmm. is, you know, I was drinking peppermint tea, and when I looked down to take a step, I saw this thing. So it's not necessarily that this person saw this in the tea leaves, right, mm-hmm. but almost like there was a reflection of it. So, again, when we do the Ask a Witch segments, I always want to just do a reality check. Right. Were you actually seeing a reflection? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that's the first thing. Let's look at the logical answer first. Right. It's not as interesting or as exciting. But it, but it is, you know, awesome. we rule it out. We yeah. take that and go, okay, that's yeah. not happened. Right. So if not, if it's not, you know, if there were not desks or windows or whatever that was in the reflection of where you were, mm-hmm. I mean, it could mean a, a, a million things. And I would say what's important, A, is what does it mean to you? Right. Uh what what feeling and emotion came from it. Mm-hmm. And something with windows and desks, right? Windows and desks, windows and desks. So to me, I'm getting something about what is it you need to be looking at? What is it you need to see clearly on? For desks, it's like research and study and education. So where where do you need to direct your clarity in those parts of the world? Mm-hmm. And it also could have been maybe you were getting a peek at a a portal and you were seeing a peek or a glimpse into another part of the world or another world completely. Right. Right. So there's lots of things this could be. And peppermint tea as, you know, mint tea is used for enhancing the psychic abilities Mm -hmm. and your psychic vision. So it isn't to say that you were doing this deliberately, but you might have been in a particular space where you dropped your, um, the defenses that we have out there in the world. You just, you, you let go, relax, which is also, you know, peppermint and, and mint teas are for relaxing, uh, and, be a, and literally did that, moved into a psychic space that allowed you to see either another world of study, of research, mm-hmm. of education, and the windows, you know, they always talk about the windows being the eyes to the building. Right. So, you know, what is it you need? As she was, as Phoenix was saying, clarity, seeing, um, and desks are, you know, study or writing. Is there something you need to write about? Um, Are you looking to get clarity on a book you're doing or something of this nature? Right. Yeah. So I think there is... um, it has personal import, so for us to be able to give you a snippet of this, it's also we're not here asking you the questions and you answering us so we get more right. of that, you know, depth. Right. And usually when, you know, when you get a random vision or a sign or symbology like this, it's often the first step in a process of elimination or a process of of exploration, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. 
in one of the traditions we used to study, and we would get these things. When something like this happened, it would be the beginning of the quest. Mm-hmm. Now you have a quest to go and dig into this and figure it out. Right. Um, so, yeah, I hope you're getting some answers, and hopefully what we suggested is helpful. And we'll direct you into um, a plan, a, a movement, because yeah. it sounds just from what we've been kind of thrown back and forth. It's, as, as Phoenix is saying, it's the beginning of a quest. It's the yeah. beginning of a journey, maybe beginning of a project. Right. So good luck, Sarah. So I didn't, we don't have these questions in any specific order. Mm-hmm. Do you want to skip around? Oh, well, go for it. I think there's one that you were, you know, looking at. I, I know we've got, you know, several different ones. Pick one. I did the first. I'm going to go to the the Aramaic one. Oh, goody. Okay. okay. Here we go. All right. This question. Uh, first of all, it is from Lauren, and she says, love the concept of this podcast. Thank you. We mm-hmm. love it, too. Yes, thank you. Okay, so my question is, do you know where you can find the Psalms in Aramaic? Why is this supposed to be more powerful and the bit of history of the Psalms holding power to overcome various issues in life? Thank you. Um, so, first off, Psalms are not remotely witchy or pagan. There are There is some crossover, because, mm-hmm. which is borrow from other things in the world, uh, and witches who were practicing Christians obviously would have used the Psalms, Mm -hmm. um, or Jewish folks, because the Psalms actually go back to the Jewish tradition. Mm -hmm. Um, They're part of the Hebrew Bible, which is often referred to as the Old Testament, right? Mm -hmm. There's 150 of them. They're split into five books. And actually, the word psalm is a Greek translation, which I didn't know until I read this question and started digging into a little bit, which actually means instrumental music or the words accompanying music. Oh. I had no idea. So it makes me think the psalms should have been or or should be sung. Sung. And I have no Christian background, so I don't know if that's. Well, I know that, you know, the <laughs> chanting, Yeah. Um, I know that when there, if you, you know, I've been to, <clears throat> I've been to a few of the um, Jewish temples in there, and when they go into the chanting, and yeah. that, so I could see where that would be a chant, just sure. like you do in, you know, the Om and the Hindu yeah. and the, yeah. you know, that process, yeah. so, um that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And my, I mean, my basic answer to this is the Psalms are basically prayers slash spells. Mm-hmm. They're thousands of years old because they're part of the Old Testament. They're part of the uh, the Hebrew Bible. So they're very old. Mm-hmm. They've been used for thousands of years. They've been translated into hundreds of different languages, mm-hmm. right? Um, and why it's supposed to be more powerful in Aramaic is because supposedly Aramaic was the language they were originally written in. Mm-hmm. That was, Aramaic is the language that Jesus would have spoken, mm-hmm. right? So the, of that time when all of, when Christianity and Judaism and, and the, 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 that part of the world where all of this faith was really taking root and being born, that was the language. So the more you can use an original language... Mm-hmm the more powerful it is to connect to that spell or that prayer. Just right. like if you're praying to Aphrodite and you can recite the prayer in Greek, right? you're getting into the root of the energetics of that goddess. It's right. the same concept. Right. So where you can find them, I don't know, online probably. <laughs> I think that um, now I know some of the different YouTubes and some of the different, yeah. you know, you would be able to pick it up. But again, the Internet is wonderful, and you can put in, you know, in original Aramaic uh, spoken, you know, yeah. chants or right. spoken psalms and see what that comes up with because I think that would be how you, you know, research it. And then, honestly, I would probably go to uh, a Jewish temple and try to communicate with, you know, some of the more, and I would probably say the Hasidic Jews I wouldn't do because that's very traditional and very orthodox and, you know, there are a lot of things being, you know, structured. Right. But I'm sure there are more open uh, temples that would be able to communicate and rabbis that would be able to connect Mm -hmm. in terms of that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because then you could, if they did or knew of someone who would be willing to, they could chant them. Yeah. But they would always want you to be reverent of their spiritual tradition. Right, right. And the psalms are used a lot in spell crafting, really, especially mm-hmm. folks who have... Uh, who are connected to hoodoo or conjure or any folk magic, especially folk magic of the United States, mm-hmm. you find the psalms used a lot. And that's because Christianity became the main spiritual force of this country. Mm-hmm. And the folks who were using spell work had to use it in that context, right? right. So if you, you can look at the psalms, and there are some psalms that are pretty freaking powerful, and uh, and they're reversing spells, there's love spells, there's curses, like there's all kinds of stuff woven into the Psalms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're interested in that work or if you have a Jewish or Christian background and you want to continue to honor that, Mm -hmm. working with the Psalms could be really powerful. But again, like Elvira was saying, it's important to understand the roots of it. Mm -hmm. So if you want to cite a Psalm in Aramaic, understand roots of that tradition and what it means. Right. It's, you know, it's like anything that we talk about uh, appropriation, cultural yeah. appropriation, spiritual it appropriation. It is funny that I think of Christian or Judeo-Christian appropriation because it's so prevalent in over culture. I but, know. Isn't that But it is, it's just, it's respectful. It's, it is. It's spiritual respect. And that goes to a sidebar <clears throat> that's going on in the world, and that's part of what needs to be remembered is respect. Yeah. Respect for others, respect for their things, their traditions. If it's different, if it's scary, it's still, you respect it. It doesn't mean you have to say, I love it, I embrace it. But again, this whole process is, it's, I know a lot of seekers are looking Mm -hmm. for things that will do what they want. Right. Okay. And, I want this, so I'm going to use this to get what I want. So whenever um, that comes up, excuse me, in people that I'm connecting with or working with or otherwise or even here, it's please, please, please realize this is about respect. Yeah. It's, you know, just because you want it, you're going to use whatever means to get it. Um, That in itself is like a... A kickback. It won't necessarily always have exactly the desired results because you're coming from um, a skewed position. Right. Yeah. And maybe you're being called to explore the, a Judeo-Christian faith. Yes. You know, you, maybe if you're all of a sudden you're like, I want to learn the Psalms in Aramaic. Maybe there's something there to explore uh-huh. too. So yeah, I think it's a really cool question. And um, language is not my gift. Obviously, if you've listened to any of our episodes <laughs> and you've heard me mangle virtually every other language, including English, by the way, <laughs> we try hard to do that too. But I, you know, the, I love the idea of reciting a prayer or a spell or whatever in a, another language uh-huh. that's connected to the roots of that uh-huh. spell working. I think that's uh-huh. beautiful. Uh-huh. So yeah. good luck with that. Truly, truly. Well, I don't think Aramaic is on Duolingo, but you could try. It's well, that's true. That's true. So, well, thank you, Lauren. Thanks. Okay, so. Um, Boy, do you want to do our our quick Should we take a break? Quick break. <laughs> Let's take a break. We're breaking. Go back. You're listening to the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned, as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. 
all time specific, at three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Honestly, Barbara Eaton is not here tonight. Damn it. I know. The only reason I came. I'm sorry. <laughs> we try to do that every time we do the show, and we just never seem to materialize. Oh. You know, I'm grateful for Nick at Night. Really? Because I wouldn't even know what I Dream of Jeannie is if I had Nick at Night. And I definitely attempted to cross my arms and flap my head forward and blink my eyes and make things happen like Jeannie did. It never I mean, worked. But, but you know, I, th- this is where our age difference. I grew up with it. So it's like it's a TV see. show. I did too. You know, just the reruns. You were doing reruns. I was doing the originals. Yeah. You know, that's what's so scary about some of the stuff that <laughs> that's running around now on um, television or or Netflix or something. They're like bringing these things back. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, and I know some people are saying the same thing about you know charms okay. or any of those. Serena, the teenage witch. Oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, so here we are, my goddess. Correct. Um, back again with more Ask a Witch, and and let's kind of jog in. We have Wendy. Wendy says, "Hi, Wendy. I had a love spell done on a guy. I like the feeling. I liked the feeling was mutual. So I had the spell done in April for us to get back together, and it has been four months since the spell casting." My question is, why is the spell not working, and should I just give up and let it, let it, him go, since it's taken all this time, all this while, may he be, because this is a may, all this, while may he be, he has already moved on, maybe he's already moved on, is I think what you try, we've got here. Blech. Well said. Or not. <laughs> you were being nice. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Where, you want to start on this one? Sure, sure. Okay, so here's here's the go, Wendy. The spell work is never on linear time. Yeah. And whenever I have explained this to my clients, it's kind of like spirit is God, goddess. It's like all now. There is no delineation. So when you do a spell, which is using the spiritual, psychic, magical powers of the non-physical world that doesn't have a structure, then what you're going to have is it will take whatever it is going to take. It's not necessarily going to be a manifested, I get it in two weeks, I get, you know, the person calling me in 24 hours, or, you know. And I understand the length of time is disappointing. Yeah. So when you did the spell, the question I would say is when you did it, did you just do it or did you have someone do a reading on the situation? Right. Because to know some of the other influences, yeah. to know what could be holding it up, right. what may be um, a barrier of some sort or energy around it. So the first thing I would suggest would be Actually, get a check-in reading. Yeah, absolutely. You know, do you have any words other than, I mean, we can, you know, babble, but that was the first thing that came is like, I can't tell you that it would be let him go because right. there are things are that, I, you know, are complicated. I don't, I mean, I could, we could throw cards, but the point is, is we don't have some of the history. Right. And when you say back together again, that right. means that you were together, but then you yeah. broke up. Yeah, there's a lot missing from this question, which is, you know, it's fine. You, it's, a, it's a clear question, but uh, when it comes to reconciliation work, which is it sounds like what you're talking about here, um, although maybe it's not. I had a love spell done on a guy I liked. The feeling was mutual. Well, was it? Do you know for sure the feeling was mutual, or are you assuming the feeling was mutual? Is it you just you wanted this person, and there was not a romantic connection already? Mm-hmm. Like that all of that is going to change the flow of this energy. It's easier to when someone has been in a romantic connection already to draw that back together. That's right. easier than just going, "Hey, I like the checker at Safeway." make him fall in love with me. Right. <laughs> That's a little bit more tricksy. Right, right. Uh, so, you know, it's difficult. And why is this still not working? Well, it may need more work. 
if you did a one shot at one time, it may need more than that. It may be a, a tough case. There may be obstacles or blockages or other people that are in the way interfering part of the mix, mm-hmm. right? So all that has to be taken into consideration. And what I always let people know when I do spell work for folks, spirit knows what's best. Your guides and your allies know what's best, and maybe this person ain't best. Right. So, it, yeah, should you let them go? If you're so easily considering letting it go, then maybe you should, mm-hmm. you know? like. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should. Right. And did it, if it is like I, I'm in love with the checker at Safeway and I want him to want me, are you doing anything in the real world around this? Did you just throw a spell at it and then thought he would magically show up on a white horse at your front door? Because it don't work like that either. No. You no. actually need to take some steps and go and talk to him. And, right. And give him your phone number, follow him on Instagram. Like, well, I don't know whatever the hell people do now when they like someone because I'm old and it doesn't work that way it used to. But <laughs> you know, have you taken any steps to move this relationship forward, right? right? So there's a lot of, of missing information that could fill in the blanks. But um, absolutely, go get a reading on this situation and see. Mm-hmm. Should you do more work or should you let it go? And that will also determine... When you get that information, it's also, well, that's what you need to do to yeah. see them. Um, key phrases in this are, you know, uh, mutual feeling and get back together. Right. Those to me would be my first looking at it saying this is something that the two of you may have been a short gathering or friends and you want more or there's something on that level and you know kind of moved aside so definitely you know those are are part of it but as phoenix is saying there are other things that you know you need to do in the real world though right (laughs) bottom line right you know it's like i love the idea that you know you want to get something and you do this thing and it, it it happens, but we don't have computer graphics, and we don't have that dimension that we can do that. Right. It would feel great, you know, especially after some of the things that we have seen on, on uh, shows and things that are all about <laughs> magic. Huh? Yeah, it's not quite that easy, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah, get a reading or, you know, get one from a professional or do one yourself or go see a friend, but... Get some more insight on the situation and mm-hmm. and then either determine whether you're ready to move on or whether you want to give it another shot and then put more work. To and put more work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Wendy. <clears throat> Thank you. And next is, we're going for it? You get to go. The, you get okay. to read it. So this is from Natasha. It's a longer situation um, and it's a bit intense. So hang on to your seats. All right. I've been nervous to talk about this. I've been a practicing, practicing the pagan faith for a few years now, and I'm very in touch with it and spirituality. I'm also empathic and have medium-slash-psychic tendencies and abilities. For a while now, I've been getting distressing nightmares, except they're not nightmares, more like visions. As time goes on, they keep getting worse. I get visions and nightmares of things non-human and the world ending. I'm scared. There's so much fear and death and horrible things-slash-feelings. When I was little, I used to see dark shadows and entities. It felt like I was being watched. I had very bad night terrors. Most of it went away as I got older, but I've always had mediumship slash psychic abilities slash visions, etc. The whole thing with feeling watch has never gone away. It still happens to this day, although the darkness doesn't feel threatening to me. I figure this was all me feeling this, but other psychics and seers and gifted people I've met said that I carry dark energy and aura, and all have given me cards to psychic friends to do cleansers and blah, blah, blah. Um, it's that type of darkness I feel again, and I want it to stop. I don't like these visions. I don't like feeling people's pain. So, intense. Yes. And where I would start personally with this is you need a teacher. You, I would, and you know, you you say this in your question, Natasha, that you've had people give you cards for cleansers or psychic health people. I don't think you need psychic health help. I don't think you need a cleanse. Mm -mm. I think you need a teacher that can show you how to put your shields up better Mm -hmm. and can give you uh, 
the steps to close this window down a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and to give you more of a filter. Because mm-hmm. if you are empathic and you are, you do have psychic abilities and mediumship, it sounds like you're you're blown open, mm-hmm. and uh, you need to be shown how to tamper that so that you right. can decide when those things come through. Right, uh, and that you're not just being hit by this randomly or from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about being watched is very common for psychic people. Yeah. Very, very common, especially at night, seeing in your room and things like that. Um, and it isn't something to be afraid of. You said you don't feel threatened. That's good. There, it's not something to be afraid of. But it is something to work on. It mm-hmm. sounds like you you are very gifted, and you need someone to help you hone those gifts. Right. right. And it's not something we could do on the in, show. Yeah, in a five minute suggestion on the show, right? I, I mean, I, you know, there's there's um, definitely books of psychic defense by Dion Fortune. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I think uh, Thorne Coyle wrote a book about psychic defense. Uh, there's, there's lots of books out there about building your psychic shield, mm-hmm. psychic defense, and I would start to read those on strengthening those muscles because that's what it is. It's a muscle, mm-hmm. um, and, and you can definitely take more control of this. And the fact that we have the climate that we have yeah. right now is, um, how do I put this, activating more of that energy. So you're more, you know, you're sensitive to begin with. Right. We all are that are in this field. We, we are sensitive. And we need to remember that we have to have those shields and we have to have the protection and, and that. And then also how to channel the energies, and sometimes it's not necessarily doing spell work. It may be something to do with being in, you know, like physical activity, um, going to the gym or, or doing yoga or getting into nature, where you can balance the energies out from being with a bunch of people out in the world, whether it's at your job or wherever, yeah. that are out there feeling these feelings and it's just like, you know, wading through um, clouds of dust. Yeah. And, and I, one of the most effective things to do as a psychic or someone who's very open is when you're when those visions come or when an entity comes, say no. Mm-hmm. To say no. And that might sound totally nutbag. I get it. But to say, this is not the way to communicate with me, I'm not in a space to hear this, to to cast a circle around yourself, to put protection of salt around your home, to start setting up protections in your home environment so Uh your home at least feels safe. But for the most part, 97% of the time, if you say to a spirit or an entity, no, or I'm too afraid to receive your message, this is not a good way to communicate with me, they will leave you alone or back off or give you space mm-hmm. 97% of the time. And because, you know, we have bad and evil and ugly in our world. We know that in real form. And the spirit realm is... Is God is versions of levels. So, but you also have guardians. You have guardian yep. spirits. You have guardian totems and animals, whether you know it or not. And that's part of the non-physical protection world. Yep. Um, in terms of that, I used to go to USC when I was going to college, and of course, USC is in the middle of a ghetto, and it's literally Los Angeles, and it's like this huge, very expensive, high-end line university mm-hmm. surrounded by the ghetto. Mm-hmm. And before I even really had a hold of this process, and knew anything really about it, I basically shielded myself. And, of course, I was going in, and this makes it even more stupid, in a soft-top sports car (laughs) into this place. So, you know, I just, however I saw myself globed in or protected or, you know, I had two big giant dogs on either side in spirit form, whatever it was, I would go into that place and never had anything happen. Yeah. And there was a woman, I literally, the first day I got on campus, I'm walking along, and there's this woman, and she's walking a few spaces ahead, and this guy comes running down, takes a knife out, slashes the purse, 
carries it like a football and runs away. Wow. So that's the real world. Yeah. And I think you can do that with your spirit allies. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, what is your favorite animal in this world? Right. And then contact that animal. Like, I've always loved bunnies. Well, you know, a bunny can be fierce. Yeah. They they, they definitely. So utilize that on the non-physical. Yeah. To start creating your allies that help. Yeah. Yeah, and and send those forces out as protections. And and what it sounds like, especially, I just reread the the last two sentences of this. Like, I don't like these visions of the end of the world. I don't like feeling people's pain. So what what just hit me reading that is what I think a lot of what's happening for you is you are experiencing other people's fears. I don't know that you're actually seeing visions mm-hmm. of the end of the world. You're picking up, prob- you're probably like a, a radio, mm-hmm. picking up your neighbors and your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. If you have roommates or family members, you're feeling the fear of all of these people. You're like conducting it. Right. Which is a powerful tool and what a beautiful gift. And if you have no control over it, it's probably exhausting. Yes. So it's all about tamping that down, turning the radio station down, mm-hmm. taking control of your power. Right. Um, because you can channel this into something very positive for mm-hmm. yourself and mm-hmm. for your friends and your loved ones. But don't let it overwhelm you, which sounds like what's happening right now. I'm really sorry. And I I, I feel like you're going to be better served by someone who can work with you face-to-face in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't know where you are. I can't begin to suggest someone. Right. So if you are listening, send us another email and let me know where you are, and I can start to narrow down someone that you could potentially work with. But it also sounds like you've got all these psychic friends, so you might already know someone. Right. But definitely get some some solid, from someone solid that you can trust, right. helping you take better control over this gift. Right. right. Yeah. Well, that was our juicy one yeah, in the sense of, you know, we always have a lot of good questions and, and people asking things. And sometimes there's one that sort of trips the the theme yeah. of what's going out in the world and what's happening. Yeah, I think, I think this, this is, is it. it. Absolutely. Yeah, like, you know, in the end of the world and the darkness, here's where we kind of have to go. There are endings, right? but not necessarily do we always have to go to the cinematic ending of the world right. apocalyptic right. Um, changes. Every... Uh, and this is so not an exaggeration. Every time, every age has had the end of the world thing. Yeah. Right? If you look back through history, there was always some prophecy, some special date, some event. Uh, the reason the world wars were called the world wars is because people thought the world would end. Yes. You know, this is, this always happens. Mm-hmm. It's cyclic. It is. And what we're experiencing now is the end of an empire. The the, the United States, this, this empire that we've been living in, those of us who are in the United States, our empire is starting to crumble. It happens. No empire lives forever. Rome, England, Spain, these are all empires. The Dutch, all of these empires had vast control over the world in one way, shape, or form. Right. The Mongolian Empire... Look back through history, the Egyptian Empire, the Ottoman Empire, they have all risen and fallen. And what we're, we're at the falling stages of our empire. That also means reinvention. Exactly. So it may be that what it is is, again, it's revisioning the process. Instead of visioning the darkness, it's revisioning what is coming as an end, but the beginning. And if you, you know, it's, it's. We all want the way it, we've felt comfortable, yeah. okay? Yeah. We all want that fa- that way. But there is, change is inevitable, period, just like we've watched the change of the season and we've watched the change of ourselves as we've grown in different through different ages, chronological ages. Mm-hmm. And as much as I see the the time, the small time I personally have been on this planet to see what's going on in this particular country, there is change. Yep. 
and challenging and the old guard is you know holding trying desperately yeah. the new wave yeah. is coming right and it doesn't mean that it it's it changes. I mean, look at the, what's happened in monarchies. The kingdom of England was ruled by a king or later queen, right. and now the monarchy is basically an advisorial situation. It's a figurehead. Yeah. All right? Yeah, it changes. It changes. Yeah. And this is all happened before. Yes. What is happening in the world now and some of the evils and the darkness and the sadness is not new. Mm-hmm. It's just we have access to everything. At our, the computers, yes. the Internet, the, the 24-hour news cycle, it gives us access all the time. So we're, unfortunately, what those systems are picking up is the negativity, and it feeds and breeds more negativity. But the, none of this is new. There have been asshole humans since humans first climbed out of the swamp. Right. And there have been amazing, beautiful, giving humans, more than the assholes, really. But mm-hmm. it's easier to propagate that fear. And we learn to when you know, I guess the thing is I have learned. I don't stick my head in the sand. Yeah. And I, I listen to news or I read the news. Yeah. But then I turn it off. <laughs> right. It's not that it turns off and it never happens once I turn it off, but I personally have to point out this is when I stop. It's like I eat so much chocolate that I get sick and throw up. I mean, I love chocolate, but you got to say no yeah. at some point. Yeah. And that's because, you know, you are very sensitive, and as Phoenix has said, part of what I think is, as she's pointed out, is the other is not your darkness, yeah. and you need to find the teacher to help you train yep. for this process and of, of filtering. Yeah. And then what you get is learning. The second part is, you know, some of us, you know, I'll say this, and, and I have learned that over the years I do not do large groups anymore. Yeah. It's not that I don't love the the intense energies of all of this experience, but I find that exhausting. Yeah. And because no matter how much I filter and how strong I can make my my defenses, it's a gigantic tsunami of energy. Yeah. So I pick and choose how and where I go. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting. I've done. Uh, I didn't do Pentecom, but I went a couple of times and. When I first went, I was, you know, younger, and it was like my energy level was just like, whoa, and I was, you know, so I was sending out all this, like, (laughs) energy that, of course, it just sort of fit with the rest of the energy, and I come in now, and I'm going, okay, all right, that's enough. We're going to now go sit somewhere, you know, outside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um, it is not, what you're experiencing is not permanent, nor does it have to be so heavy. Right. You can we you can get a grip on it. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. That's probably that's, that's probably our last question. I think so. I Sorry know. for the folks we didn't get to, but we had a, we had some doozies this time. And I think very as it's you know it's important because there are people that are talking about things that are personal, but also what is the themes? Yeah. That we've we've been seeing. Absolutely. And you know we are political. Show in that sense, and yet we are. We, you know, we do. Oh yeah, we hold things, but we don't. You know, the rants are limited; they're not ongoing. Yeah. So, but now, obviously, we have the next week. We have. We will be doing it as a surprise. Yes, we have no idea what the rest of the shows for the year will be like. We're going to plan that soon. So just listen and be surprised with us. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we will see you uh, live on the show next week. Yep. And thank you it, for listening. Thank you very much. Have a good night.
Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.